This is Ada, Ada Wong, and you're watching the Infinite Ammo Syndicate. Look sharp. Infinite Ammo. Anyway, uh, how's it going today, everyone? Uh, hey. Here's a, another IAS Infinite Ammo Syndicate podcast. Today we have another awesome uh, interview. Today we are uh, doing an interview with Jolene Anderson. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> uh, hope it's not so, too complicated. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like it sounds. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so most of you may know her from uh, recently the Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, she is the voice of Ada Wong, one of my personal favorite characters in the franchise. Um, so it's super exciting. Uh, so, how are you doing today, Jolene? I'm fabulous. I'm great. Thanks for asking. How are you guys doing? Is it hot everywhere? Oh, yeah. Uh, so yes. It's hot. Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. So, so, we have hot and slightly less hot. Uh, <laughs> and some of you are probably a little bit more muggy, too. At least it's, yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, too bad yeah. today, but for the most part, yeah. It was worse yesterday for me, but, yeah. Oh. Well, we're all in it together. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Literally. Uh, so, anyway, uh, you all know me as Bio Devil Dom. That's Bio Devil underscore Dom. But I'm also joined by a number of guests. So first off, we're going to introduce uh, AJ FYT. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Awesome. Hey guys. Well, um, my initials are Game for Your Thoughts. I'm Alex Donahue. Um, I run a YouTube channel that does game reviews, let's plays, all that good stuff, and I'm uh, super stoked to be here. This is an awesome opportunity, so thanks for having me. Yep, great to have you on. Uh, after that, we have Deadman Gaming. Hi, Deadman. I run a small YouTube channel where I uh, try to nitpick, but in a positive way. So I like to go through and show out all the good parts of the games and make a lot of dumb jokes. <laughs> uh, after that, we have Kaneki which I'm assuming he's doing our backup recording. I'm drowning in so many samurai games. Help. <laughs> uh, after that, we have Nikki. Uh, hi. Um, I just run a really small Twitch channel and just do Let's Plays, and I also help run the music website. Nice. Cool. Uh, and then after that, we have Renegade. Renegade is here, in us, uh, here with us in spirit. <laughs> yes, I'm dead. My ghost of the past is recording right now because Dom has my host spot. Yep. Uh, after that, we have Sir Brandel. Hi, I'm the most irrelevant person here, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Dirty Dan. Uh, hi, everyone. I am excited to be here. As a disclaimer, this is my first time doing this, so I'm a little nervous, but also excited. Ah, don't worry about it, it's easy. <laughs> uh, so, with that all out of the way, uh, let's get on to our first question. Uh, would you like to start off the interview talking about your role in voice work and voice acting? What inf what influenced you to become a voice actress? Uh, interesting. You know, um, I ended up doing the vo more voiceover because of the gaming world. Like, I kind of started as a mocap 
actor. Mm. And then um, when the mocap switched over to being able to do full performance, so then now you do the mocap and the voice, um, that I didn't consider that necessarily being a voice actor because if you do the whole performance, it's just like acting, like you're doing anything else. Mm. Um, but then I'd have to spend a lot of time in the booth doing more of the sound stuff uh, or doing more of the dialogue without the movement. Um, and so it just sort of spiraled into this uh, really groovy career. Um, and then the more I did, the more it came along and then like work begets work and it's just kind of the people start to see you a certain way. Um, so now I have this awesome voiceover career that just kind of happened by accident. Uh, and I love it, yeah. All right, we're gonna move to number two now. Hmm. I can read this one off if you want, Dom. Yeah, sure thing. Um, describe your um your experience when you first auditioned for the role as Ada, Ra Ada Wong in the Resident Evil 2 remake. What's the backstory behind um the you getting the role? Well, I had uh, my very first motion capture job was playing Ada, just doing her mocap um for Biohazard for the film. And um, I didn't get to voice her, but I did, did have to be her. And in the audition, you had to do all the dialogue. And then even while you're shooting it, you have to do all the dialogue uh, kind of the same and everything. So I sort of got this opportunity to um, play her and embody her and be her. And I'd never heard of her before. I had no idea who she was until I landed the role. And then I checked her out and I didn't realize, you know, and then I found out she's this amazing, iconic character. Um, so I had done that gig. And then when I saw, like, all these years later, right, because it was like six years ago, um, I saw them casting Ada for this remake. And the interesting thing is that they usually don't tell you what they're casting for. They don't give the names. Because um, it's always, always, it's like a big secret, like, when what games are being made and when they're coming out and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was very clearly, they put Ada Wong, they made the character sketch. And so I pitched myself. I was kind of like, hey, remember me? Like, I played Ada last time. Um, would love to come in. Um, and so they brought me in for an audition with, you know, hundreds of other people. Um, but I felt like I had a little bit of a, like, I was like, I have played Ada before. Hopefully that counts. Um, and I think I remember Nick being there already. I think I auditioned with Nick, him being Leon. Um, and it's funny because I actually, I didn't realize that I was going to be doing voice and body. So I hadn't really prepared. Uh, but, you know, I sort of. You know, I love Ada. It sort of like had her in my bones a little bit already. Um, and I even thought that I'd screwed up the audition. I was like, I kind of was a little bit almost on the verge of tears when I went back to my car. I was like, oh, I screwed it up, you know. Um, and then they had another casting. They had callbacks. And I was like, oh, my God, they invited me to the callbacks. And um, I, again, I didn't think I was going to make it because um, there were all these little like stunt girls and, and, you know, gymnasts and all this stuff. And I was like, why did they even bring me here? And um, no, and then they booked me and then they gave me the job and I couldn't have been happier. So it was like a long and arduous process, like every other role that you really, 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 really want. Um, and then when they finally offer it to you, it's just uh, it's just amazing. And I and I still can't believe it, you know, now that it's come full circle. You know. Hmm. Uh, does somebody want to read off number three? Maybe uh, Dan. Yeah, sure. All right. Um... Did Capcom allow you to take any liberties at all with the role of Ada? I mean, I I assume they did. I mean, nobody, um, you know, once they hire you to play the character, like they they don't they're not like, oh, you need to play it this way or don't do this. I mean, basically, I think they hire you because they like your interpretation of the material. And then once I got there, like, no, no one said anything. We just shot it like anything else. We worked with the directors and we worked through the scenes. And, um, but uh, I mean, 
as far as I could tell, they gave me complete freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. And we were just all on the same page. Um, and I think that's what happens when you get cast, right? They, like, they find someone that they feel is going to fit what they're looking for, fit all their specs. So, um, I mean, no one asked anything of me other than to show up and strap up and, you know, and, and work with the creative team, you know? So, um, so I'm assuming they gave me a lot of room and thank goodness. Right. But it was all already there. Like Ada's already like written, like you can, the dialogue, like you there's not a whole, like you can sort of get a feeling of, of who she is already. There's not, a, you know, so, um, and I, I guess they must've just liked the way that I, that I saw that envisioned it and, and, um, didn't really rein me in in any way. It was pretty great. Um, can I actually follow up with that and um, ask? Um, so when you were doing that role and you're kind of preparing for even when you very first played her, did you go back and play older Resident Evil games that she was in to kind of help you get from that? Or did you kind of work off of like the script and the uh, directions they gave you? Just the script. Um, I don't play video games. I've never um, played Resident Evil. I didn't really. Um, and when I first played her in biohazard that was a film it was like a, a i didn't know anything about the video games actually i just knew that she was um, a character in this world that had a big fan club and and she was fairly iconic um but that was still just an animated film so i don't think i really even considered the game um and i didn't go back and watch things i'm a little bit careful not to do those kind of things because you know you don't want to um rehash something else or i could be very easily influenced by another performance um, either in a good way or a bad way, depending, I, you know. So um, unless someone had sort of asked me to do that kind of research, I just didn't uh, because there was just so much given to me already. Like you can sort of see her physicality and you can see all of the um, all of her dialogue and her relationships. Um, so no, I, di I didn't go back and do any of that. Um, sometimes I don't find that very helpful. I, I find that it works against you, you know, you getting a little too in your head about it. So gotcha, very well, that cool. makes Thank sense you. too making her kind of making her your own in a way too instead of trying to emulate somebody that had come before right right yeah no i i, I feel very strongly about that but I, I didn't want to that i didn't want to do that um and no one was like hey we'd like you to be a little bit more like you know that, i feel like the reason they're trying to bring it into a different place is you like they wanted like a different you know they wanted something not different but i don't i always think like they hire you right so do you and and show up you you've, you've clearly um connect with them in some way um to, to just have the job so i kind of i've learned to really trust that um and so the process then begins on set when you're with the creative team and then we all work together i didn't i didn't do a whole lot of like going backwards back in time you know it was like we're going forward <laughs> very nice uh, so we're going to have Nikki read off number four. Um, okay. <laughs> um, did the role of Ada Wong open up any new curiosities that you might have obtained? Like getting more into the Resident Evil series or seeing how Resident Evil fans responded to your role, conventions, etc.? Well, doing RE2 changed everything. You know, I've done other video games, but like nothing's ever had this like massive, like I wasn't quite aware of the fan base. I wasn't um, 
aware of the legacy that this game had sort of held with, with so many people. So once, I mean, to me, it was just a really great job. Like, it's just a really great acting job. She's an amazing character. It's really fun to work on video games. I'm really fascinated by the technology and how beautiful it is and the storylines and everything. Um, and then when this one hit, I just wasn't prepared. I had no idea the love, the support. I mean, it could have gone the other way, right? If, they, if you guys hadn't liked it, it could have gotten pretty ugly. Um, but it introduced me to the whole world, the whole fandom, um, going to the, um, the cons and meeting everyone and um, everyone appreciating us as much as we appreciate the characters. And it's just this whole like circle of love and appreciation and just being a part of this family and kind of being invited into it um, has been like the best uh, sort of side effect, um, you know, of, of doing this job. So it changed everything for me. It changed like the whole world. Um, and I've also now I do a lot of other video games. Like it really like helps really establish my video game career. So it's it's really great. Um, everything about it has been nothing but like bonus, 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 bonus. So I actually have a personal question. Um, given that you've already done uh, Resident Evil Two, would you be interested in coming back to reprise the role as Ada or just do? It oh yeah, or, like, I would love nothing more. Yeah, yeah, no, I would love to. That would be fantastic. I can't imagine like the heartbreak that I would feel if they're like, oh, they're remaking RE4 with this other actress. I'd be like, oh, cool. You know? <laughs> I guess that's so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm never going to watch it again. Um, no, I'm, I'm an actor. I have like a scab over most of my feelings. Like, you just have to get used to being like rejected a lot. So um, you can live with those sad moments but i hope not i would i would play ada forever i'd play her in any project forever like she's she's a really great character she's one of my favorites you know for the whole for the rest of time i'll always be like oh ada was one of the best you know so actually i have a question actually um aside from ada though do you have a um, personal favorite role like could be video game television whatever no i have to you know we were just sort of having this conversation and i say this a lot um I'm really lucky. I get to play a lot of fabulous characters. Like, um, I mean, I could point to five, six different characters that I felt are all like pinnacle of, of like what, what I dreamt of, you know, what I really, really wanted. So Ada is one of the greatest um, roles I've ever played. Um, I loved Karen in, um, in Life is Strange. She was one of my favorite acting gigs. When I get to play really badass, like, military bitches or whatever like i love those any like strong women i get to play um i did that agents of shield um episode and it was just so wacky and crazy and it was like i had the time of my life it'll be one of the best roles i've ever played so i'm really lucky i get to work and i get to and i, I get I, I was i've been given these like amazing characters to play so um i couldn't pick a favorite and i have no idea what's going to happen next i just imagine that it's be cool. It's going to be good. Alrighty, uh, I will read off number five. Are there any tips that you would give to aspiring voice actors who might seem nervous about this profession and getting into the uh, like role of a character and uh, like sort of like getting into like acting for their like first time? I would, and I that's what I always tell everyone is um, get into a class. Any class, any acting class, any voiceover class, just get into a class for beginners if you're new um, and um, just get started. Just just start, 
Um, and if you audition for things and you're bad and you don't get them, just keep going. Eventually you'll get better at it. Eventually someone's going to hire you for something. Um, so it, I feel like it's as easy as just like getting to an instructional space. Like, so just go to an acting class, even if it's at like YMCA or, or your friend Bob's down the street or um, the local community college, like anywhere where you can learn a little bit and help get a reel together or just work on your acting skills, because that's kind of what it is. Um, and then you just have to be brave put one foot in front of the other. I mean, I accidentally ended up with my uh, voiceover career, but it's no different from any other acting job. Um, you just have to put yourself out there and uh, be willing to taste defeat um, and then just keep going. And you'll get there. I, I really believe that for anyone. And then, uh, Brendan, if you want to read off read off six. Number six. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, I noticed that you worked on television shows. How do you feel about that experience compared to voice work? Um, is there anything um, different uh, that you love or hate about the process? Um, I like all of it. Again, so what I love is that I do have this sort of, um, you're not doing the same thing all the time, right? You're not just always in the voice booth. You're not always like doing fashion. You're not always doing a film. Or you're not always doing TV. You're not always, like I kind of like having a lot of different things to do. Um, but they all do live in the same place. They all live in the same world. It's not very different for me to go um, on a TV set and do a TV show or to go and do mocap or be in the sound booth. Like it's all, you're using all of the same instruments. You're just doing the same thing. You're just sort of just um, living through a real moment in a person's life, whether you're using your body or using your voice, it's all kind of the same, uh, the same thing. So, um, but yeah, I love having the variety, but I feel like it's all kind of the same world you know, the same job, kind of, you know. Right. Uh, and then I think Deadman, you wanted to take on number seven? Yes, I did. All right, so one of my questions for you is, what role would you like to play, and that does kind of include anything upcoming that you know about, or, or maybe even something that you wish you could have gotten the role to? Huh. Um... Again, I feel like I'm so lucky I get to play a lot of really great parts, and I just know that, like, I'm just going to keep loving the parts that people give me, so I'm not like, oh, I, I really want to play this, because I, I, you know, I, I will be able to play some rendition of every um, dream kind of caricature that I can think of, you know? I, I'm really lucky that way. I was, uh, I did, you know, I do audition for things that I don't get, and it's really terrible. You know, I, I was telling someone earlier that I, I auditioned for the last Terminator movie, for one of, like, the lead roles. And you're like, oh my God, finally, you know, I was just like, here it is, the job I've dreamed of my whole, like my whole life, everyone's like, I could see you in a Terminator movie, like you should do action. And then finally I, I have the opportunity and like, you don't get it, you know, you're like, oh, somebody else got that. Um, which is most likely because they see hundreds of actors for those roles. So like, there's a lot of those opportunities that's like, oh, that's the one that got away. Um, if I hadn't booked Ada, I would have been so sad and like, oh, I wish I could have reprised Ada's role in RE2, you know, but like sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. Um, and it's always heartbreaking, but you just have to like forget about it and move on. And I can't tell you how often it happens that you're just like, oh, I want this more than anything. And they're like, yeah, they went a different direction. And you're like, oh, I guess I'll just swallow that, you know, um, so I have a lot of faith that I'm going to get, I'm going to continue to be offered really fun roles. And um, there isn't one specific uh, thing I'd like to play. I would just, I would just like to continue loving every character and 
staying employed and working with amazing people. And if my career can just continue in the trajectory that it is, that it's on, um, I'd be a pretty happy girl. Mm. All righty, we can move on to number eight. Uh, AG, if you want to go ahead and read that off. Yeah, got it. Um, so uh, one thing about these new Resident Evil characters is how like invested in the voice actors uh, are getting, like you were saying, you uh, like really like getting in the character and doing your own interpretation um, and just doing like all these different things, like going to conventions, doing streaming the games, being on YouTube and stuff like that. Was there something with Ada Wong that was just so special right away or did you kind of have to grow into it? Oh, no, no. I, you know, when uh, the very first time that I read for her back in the biohazard days, um, again, they don't tell you who it is. They just give you this character description and then they kind of give you some dialogue. They give you like what they call the sides. If you guys are familiar with that stuff. So it's basically the script or the portion that they want you to perform. And um, no, she was totally badass. She was like bossy and sexy and amazing. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, she's awesome. Um, so no, I immediately was just like, oh, I want to have a crack at this and it and i didn't find it very difficult to embody I, I was just excited to embody it i was like she's gonna be a really fun character to play um she was a fun character to audition for and even biohazard i had to audition a bunch of different times before i got that job um so no i i mean i i don't feel uh i didn't find it was very difficult to slip into her shoes i loved her from the start and um felt very comfortable kind of playing with her very great thank you Mm -hmm. Alrighty, and then uh, Nikki, if you can read off number nine. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was your opinion on like the other voice actresses who portrayed Ada Wong? Like, have you ever talked to Sally Cahill or Courtney Taylor? No. I, I wonder if they would mind me reaching out to them. I mean, I've never. Um, I haven't. Um, but they're amazing. They created these characters. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't know very much about any of them, really. Like I said, this is all a bit new for me, so it's I wasn't um, I wasn't really aware again of like the whole long time, like the legacy of it, like the whole the world that was sort of like around it. So, and I don't know if they would like to hear from me. No one's reached out to me, so I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see if I can slide into their DMs, and that might be a really fun a fun thing to do. Um, get together with the other Adas. So I, um, can I definitely follow-up follow on that? <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll, I'll let Nikki go first, and then I'll ask my follow-up. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, um, would you ever consider consider doing, like, a Twitch stream with all the Adas together? Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure how to do a Twitch stream, but yes. <laughs> so uh, um, my follow-up yeah. actually was, um, you know, given, like, how many different voice actors there are and... Um, for like the various Resident Evil characters, not just for Ada, uh, would you be willing to like kind of get together with them and just kind of uh, discuss like the different interpretations of those characters and maybe work together with those other uh, voice actors again if you've worked with them in the past or uh, have the opportunity to work with some of the ones that you haven't worked with before? Yes, to all of that. Yeah, yeah, to all those questions. Yeah. Actually, I got another question. Um, if there's a one character, um, regardless of video games, Resident Evil, or television, you name it, if there's one character you'd like to portray, um, what character would that be? You, you could list more than one if you want. So many. I mean, it, it's funny. You know, I feel like we get asked those questions a lot. Um, 
but you know when you went like so you're kind of asking me a little bit like a, an archetype like an archetype i'd like to play like someone might be like i'd always love to play a character like ada wong right always love to play a character like this who's like this like, commander in the army or a woman living during this time and doing this and she's a she's a writer doing prohibition or something like you know i have gotten to play all of those archetypal characters like already and they're so awesome and so fun that like again my answer really is i just want to keep going i have so many characters that i've already loved so much um but i mean sometimes i'm like i could die happy you know i was like i finally uh, i'm pretty fulfilled creatively with the roles that i get um so i just kind of want that to continue to happen i would i would hate i can't imagine all of a sudden like having a career where i'm just like oh i have to do this so i guess i'll just ugh, play this really boring role um so far so good with like playing certain archetypes of women. Um, I'm very lucky that way. So again, it's just if I could just keep going. I mean, I, I would have loved to have been in Terminator, even though the movie didn't do very well. I would have loved it. That would have been one of the greatest times of my life, just being able to like be a part of that franchise, right? Um, when you look at, um, you know, all the, uh, what's what's on with Tom Hardy? They're, they're remaking it again. Uh, they're doing the new one that Charlize Theron was in. Um, oh, Mad Max. Yeah, like something like Mad Max, like what a dream job. I would love to do something like that. And also on that scale, um, you know, I, I would love to do something that was sort of like that out there and work with people on that on that level. Um, so I guess I could say that. But um, yeah, I want to be in something cool like that. Great. You'd actually, be great for Mad Max. Thank you. <clears throat> All righty. And then uh, Dead Man, you wanted to read off number 10. I did indeed. Um, so, I mean, unless anybody has any follow-up questions, this is the last one we have down. Um, this is just specifically going to Ada, especially since you said you did do the mocap for uh, for Biohazard and then for Resident Evil 2. Was there any scene in particular, and granted, I don't know what it's like to do for the mocap, like how exactly if you have to imagine it or anything, but was there any specific scene that was your favorite to record? Um, during Biohazard, the first time? Is that what you were asking? Well, Biohazard or Resident Evil 2, just your time as Ada Wong, was there any scene that you could think of that was like your favorite out of everything that you recorded? Okay, well, there's a couple, right? So I'm going to go back to Biohazard first, because I feel like that's where I got the flavor for Ada. Because even though in the auditions, it was very, um, it was very action heavy, you know, there was a lot of like yelling and saying cool things and like running and doing all this action, which now I realize they wanted to see us move, right? Um, yeah. I didn't know what mocap was. It was my first mocap job. Um, I can't believe I got it. Um, so um, during during that movie, there's this really great scene where like she's sitting at a, um, it's not Birkin, it's someone else, it's some evil other, but, but she's sitting across from her having like tea or coffee and she just exudes all this power and control and kind of manipulation in a very feminine and sexy way. And it's kind of like when I fell in love with Ada and I was like, she has no boundaries. You know, it's like, Ada is the most capable person in this whole situation. And um, that's when I first fell in love with her when I was able, when I sort of, I remember that scene very, very well. Um, and back then it was horrible. You had to memorize every word and not skip a beat or you'd have to start all over again. You know, you would sort of have to get in the space and, and calibrate and then you start the scene. And if anyone misses anything, an and or a but, or they hesitate too long, we have to cut and Un, and then stand in our little T-poses and we have to do it all over again. So that was a lot of pressure. Um, but it, 
it lent itself to the, you know, to the very like controlled nature of Ada. So um, I fell in love with her then. Now in Resident Evil 2, I loved the um, emotional quality she was kind of given in that because I was unfamiliar with her storyline and all of that. Like I, I'm, I'm learning a lot. Um, I didn't know that her and Leon were sort of having this like thing, you know, when we started breaking down her vulnerabilities, um, what Leon means to her, what their relationship is necessarily all about, like where does Ada even come from, like what what is her end game? When we started really, really getting into the nuance of this relationship um, and the subtleties and the complexities that they wanted to keep bring into this game and make it as lifelike as, as possible that became my favorite part we just became like two actors um trying to build a believable relationship that would tear at the heartstrings of not only us but the but the audience and the and the players so um i really fell in love with that whole process when things started to get a little bit more intimate between them um, as fun as it is to like say a lot of snarky, sexy things and like talk down to Leon and have good, it's really fun when you can get into that juice, you know. Like, so I really enjoyed that. That's probably my favorite. So, kind of as a as a follow up to that, when you were acting as her in times, did you just feel like you were acting as her, or did you feel like you were her in those instances? That's an interesting. Um, I mean, because that would be universal for any character that someone play, that you play, right? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I, I mean, I'm still one of those actors that refers to my character as she. You know what I mean? So I was like, so does she lean over and do this? Does she think this? Because it's easy to disassociate myself and be like, no, I, I see it from the viewer's eyes. Or I can kind of be like, what's she doing? But she is me. And I am tapping into like, oh, if she's feeling vulnerable at this moment, is this going to be me feeling vulnerable? Um, and then it's coming out as her kind of like, so it's a, it, that can be a very complex sort of um, mind game that you kind of play with yourself. But um, it's me in her circumstances, right? It's me making her choices. Um, but I still feel like I'm her because I wouldn't act that way or I wouldn't re respond to something that way or, you know. Um, so I guess it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. That's all. I mean, that's awesome either way. It's it's just kind of was since you're you know since you're here and talking about how much you love playing her, I just wondered if in some instances when you were acting, were you like into her, into her, or just kind of like yeah, totally. this is something Ada does. You know, this is and this is what's fun about playing characters like this, right? Because Ada's just like this fun wild card. Like she can say anything, and it's also what's fun about acting, you know. Right? So I don't get to act that way in real life, and I don't know if I want. You know, I'm not. No, I wouldn't treat my boyfriend that way. <laughs> you know, I don't know. She kills people. She's deadly. She's always like, you know, the fact that, yes, you get to like take that on and be that for those hours throughout that day is really fun. And I look forward to that. Um, being able to kind of leave yourself behind and, um, and have kind of no boundaries. Like you get to have all these liberties that this fictional character has. Um, and you do get to live through all those moments and you are her. You, you do, you know, even my mocap suit, I had to do in heels, you know, so you have to grab your attitude and your heels and you, you walk in a certain way. Like, I don't walk around like that all the time, you know, but I get to do it. I have the liberty and the freedom to be that when I'm Ada. Um, so that's really fun. And it's part of what makes her so fun to play is you're just kind of like, mm, what's she going to say next? Ooh, that's great. Like, you know, for me, because I don't know the story, um, it's, it's really fun to kind of, uh, yeah, put on her cloak and 
be all the amazing things that she is. So, yeah. so essentially, you're saying like when you portray a character, is actually a good time to be different for once in your life, that kind of thing. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get to behave in different ways. It's a lot of freedom in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I have a lot of freedom in my own life. I'm a pretty like, you know, I, I, I do my own thing, but um, yeah, those behaviors that like aren't appropriate in real life. Um, yeah. You get to then turn on this character and be like, nothing's out of bounds for Ada. Say and do whatever she wants. She's complete control. She'll always win. She'll always get rid of that guy. She'll always this, you know, she'll always, she's complete control of everything. And that's a fun feeling to have. And I'm sure that's why a lot of us do this because it's so much fun to kind of escape into um, a sort of like a, um, a heightened way of living that you, you kind of can't get away with and isn't realistic, you know, in real life. It's very freeing, you know, cathartic even. Um, I have a question actually. Uh, I'm not sure if it was asked earlier, but uh, since Resident Evil 3 came out like a year later, I'm not sure if people asked this, um, did you talk to any of the cast and crew from there and what do you think of the experience of like how that game was coordinated? Um, again, I'm not a gamer, so I don't have any um, expertise in that. Like, I don't even really even know. But because of all this, like, all the communication that we all get to do, and, all, and everyone's friends, you know, we're all, like, all of us that have, like, acted in all the different, like, I've never even played Resident Evil 3, but all of those actors are fantastic, and we all get together and we chat, and um, there's just a lot of love and support. And I let them talk about that stuff, because I don't, I don't know. I don't, it looks great to me, you know. Absolutely, that's fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy for all of us. We're all having so much fun. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the important thing. We should have fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so did anybody else have any last-minute follow-up questions before we wrap things up? Um, I had a pretty solid one. Um, so you've done both motion capture and live-action acting. Out of the two of them, which one do you think is a little bit more natural, a little bit easier to kind of get into? Because with the motion capture, you don't really have a whole lot of set going on. It's very minuscule and minor. Whereas like live action you have more sets and things like that to work with so which which one is more appealing to you or which one do you enjoy doing more um i don't have a preference again i like to have a little bit variety but what's fascinating with the mocap is that yes you have a minimal set so what you get to do is live in your imagination which i find wonderful and an amazing tool um there is no limit to whatever you have created in your mind um, you just have to follow certain directions and you have to do whatever. But it's kind of like when you're a child and you build that fort out of four sticks, but then you see the dragons and the people and the war and the blah, 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 and like the whole, the Roman, whatever like you conjure up in your mind um, is exactly what's before you. So I actually find that really freeing and fun um, and easy to do. Um, the only time that becomes difficult sometimes is if you have like a really sad moment, like when I did Tomb Raider, um, you know, there's a very sad thing. My father died. And there's a lot of death and sadness and, like, emotional stuff. Um, it's really hard to then, like, be talking to my dead father with, like, all that weird mocap stuff. Like, then it's a little hard to, like, get it out of your mind a little bit. And you have to go back in your imagination. But outside of that, you're living in your imagination, which is really wonderful and a very um, – and it can be your strong suit. So I enjoy that about the mocap. Um, when you're on, on a regular set and everything's sort of there for you um, – 
that's great because you're also in wardrobe. You've been made into the character. You are now, um, it's all very real. And then you've got all this stuff in front of you and then it all kind of like comes together. Um, that is a, that it does help to kind of like get you there, but that can also be very limiting too, you know, cause you're like, oh, well that, oh, that's what that's going to look like. And that's how this is going to go. And, you know, so they both have their pluses and minuses kind of, they both have like their challenges and their gifts. Um, so they're just a little bit different. Um, and the difference is really kind of like what's, what's going on in your imagination. Um, so they're both good in, in certain ways, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Alrighty, so with that all out of the way, uh, we'd like to thank you for coming on to this interview. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to kind of shout out to like the fans as far as like what they could look forward to as far as like upcoming performances and roles that you might have coming up or if there's anything else that you might be doing like conventions? Well, I mean, conventions are kind of on hold for a minute, yeah. but um, there are um, a lot that we're eating out in until, you know, so as soon as that gets going again, we are all very eager to come out and finally see everybody face to face. And I don't know if we can all kiss and hug like we did before, but we'll see um, how that all goes. Um, so I have a couple projects I can't talk about, but I'm really excited about them. And um, one of them is a really big video game and I play a really fun part. So that's not going to drop for a minute and I can't say anything. Almost. I feel like they're going to announce my character any minute. I don't understand what's taking so long, but I'm not allowed to say anything. Um, and really, I just... <laughs> what's that? Uh, so they got to build the hype. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's so hard because we're so excited. You know, you get so excited and you're so proud to be a part of it. And you're like, no, I can't. Nothing. Not doing anything. Um, but, uh, you know, I just I know the times are kind of crazy right now. And I'm just really glad that we all have these platforms to communicate and uh, stay friends and reach out and keep in touch and still um, be really inspired by all this stuff and play games and, and all this. Like, so I just want to shout out to everyone. And I know it's kind of a crazy time, but we all do have each other here um with the technology and whatever else and um i appreciate the love and all the reach outs and the invites to come and do stuff like this so um thank you for having me and, and as always I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of this really fun family yeah yeah and thank you for coming on because it's 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 a huge deal for us like us being like huge fans of resident evil and being able to talk to voice actors like we don't we don't really get to do it often but what we do it's it's a huge deal for us because we get to get a bit of insight on what the actor feels and thinks about like how they did their performance and how they feel about acting and whatnot so it was really great, great. I'm, I'm glad you're interested because we you know you, you don't get to talk about that stuff very often so we like to talk i mean i love ada as much as you do so um i love, love to talk about her it's a nice opportunity um, no one else cares. No one in my regular life cares. you know no none of the civilians who don't do this stuff they're like what who how? i'm like oh never mind um, <laughs> it's really nice to be like, yes, let's talk about Ada, 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 and all the characters and the games and the stories. Like, they're so fun. Um, yeah. Alrighty. So, with that all said, um, that has been our interview. Uh, we're gonna do our outros for our hosts and guests. So, uh, my name uh, is BioDevil. Wait, Dom, you forgot the most important thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She yeah. Did. She got. She got to do our special intro. Since we're on right now. Yeah, that is that yes. is true. I almost forgot that. Message. I feel like grandma when I do this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> grandma Jolene. You're watching the Infinite Ammo Syndicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that yep. 
Okay, I just want to get close to my mic. <clears throat> is this good? Can you hear me? Yep. Yes, we can. This is Ada. Ada Wong. And you're watching the Infinite Ammo Syndicate. Look sharp. Awesome. Yay! Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. That was Very awesome. good. Alrighty. It's actually stay sharp, but it looks sharp as fine too. That's fantastic. Work. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that's good. Now, Ada, she's that always got that red dress. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> now that, that we got that out of the way, we can do outros since I got a little bit ahead of myself. So, you all can find me as biodevil underscore dumb on YouTube, Twitter, on very extremely rare occasions on Twitch. Uh, after that, we will have Ren do his outro. Alrighty, you guys can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitter at Ren underscore Operative. Uh, I don't think I'll be working on anything pertinent probably until tomorrow, but I will let you guys know in advance what that is. Once again, I'd like to say thank you, Jolene, for coming out and doing this interview. No problem. Anytime. Yep. Uh, and then after that, we have Sir Brandel. Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at Immortal Brando. And I'm the YouTube and Twitch still work in progress, but I'll get those up and running. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Sure. Happy to. Uh, after that, we have Dirty Dan. Go ahead and uh, tell us where we can find you. All right. You can find me on Twitter at the Dirty Dan triple underscore. And since this is my first time doing this and everything went well, I'd like to thank you, Jolene, for coming on here. Well, you were you did an amazing job. Very brave. Uh, your inaugural journey turned out just well. Do it again. Thank you. Yeah. I will. <laughs> uh, after that, we have Nikki. Where can we find you? Uh, thanks for showing up. I missed all for my first time, so <laughs> this was fun. Good job, uh, Nikki. I'm glad to have. <laughs> thank you. Glad to have you with us. Um, you can catch me at Twitch at Nero Catatonic, and um, you can also catch me on Twitter at Miss Catatonic underscore. So, thanks again. Thank you. After that, we have uh, AGFYT. Where can we find you? Awesome. Hey, thanks again, Jolene. I really appreciate it. I'm a big fan of your work. That was awesome. Thank you. Um, so you can find me over at Twitter at AGFYT official. Um, I'm over at YouTube at Game for Your Thoughts. I'm also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Game for Your Thoughts. So I'm kind of all over the place. But uh, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Sure. No problem. And then we have uh, Dead Man Gaming. Where can we find you? Well, you can primarily find me on YouTube. Like I said, I like to do win videos and all the good things about games. Um, I upload fairly regularly, although I've taken a little bit of a hiatus. And you can also find me on Twitter at uh, Dead Man Gaming. Nice. And then last but, not and last but not least, we have Kaneki. Where can we find you, good sir? Oh, uh, you can find me, Eliminate the Mongols, on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, under the name of Ghoul War Order. And I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, once again, thank you so much, Jolene, for coming on and doing this interview with us. Uh, hopefully, we could do another interview in the future if there's another sure. role. Thanks for being so flexible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it all got away with me. I, I ended up just working a lot this summer. So, thank you for keeping up on it and making sure it happened. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Anyway, for those of you that are watching, we will see you all in another interview or podcast or whatever other content we have going on. But that being said, this has been another IAS Infinite Ammo Syndicate interview, and we will see you all in the next one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye.